This is Outcasting Overtime, from Media for the Public Good, producer of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Justin, an Outcasting youth participant. As a Black gay teenager in America today, I recognize that in the eyes of many, I am not fully equal. Despite many gains, LGBTQ people are still subject to discrimination in many ways. And of course, discrimination against Black people exists in many terrible and violent ways as well. Equality is supposed to be one of the guiding principles of the United States. Yet, I'm not equal. And I recognize that whatever equality I do have was fought for. It didn't just exist as it does for white, straight people. The rights we have today were gained through protests, rallies, and riots but we continue not to have the full rights that white, straight people have. This is why both of my communities, LGBTQ and Black, must keep fighting for greater equality. I've had to understand since I was a child that simple things like going for a run, holding someone's hand, or getting pulled over by the cops could get me killed. I've always had to watch what I do around people because of the simple facts of whom I love and what my skin color is. During Black History Month this year, I presented a poem about the oppression and killing of innocent Black people. As a result of the protests and riots in the name of the Black Lives Matter movement, I realized, at this time in particular, my voice needs to be heard. Here's the poem. Walking through the city streets, past sundown, keeping my hands out of my pockets, hood down, pick in hand, police sirens wailing, screaming out of the megaphone, get on the ground. My knees hitting the concrete, drop your weapon, they say. Children screaming, lights gleaming, women crying, shots firing, heartbeat dropping, laughter stopping. It was a misunderstanding, they say, but we all know their ways. Headlines, Black Teen Resist Police. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Eric Garner, are just a few of the thousands of Black people who have been killed unjustly by police officers. George Floyd allegedly used a counterfeit bill and was killed after a Minneapolis police officer detained him by kneeling on his neck for over eight and a half minutes on May 25th, 2020. Breonna Taylor was shot and killed in her sleep by police officers in her Kentucky apartment during a police raid on the wrong apartment. It has never been and will never be true that Black lives matter more than others. It's simply that, as a community, we've seen how little Black lives matter to some people in power. I am tired of not getting listened to. We are all tired of not getting listened to. Our voices are important and need to be heard. The community I live in has been relatively peaceful, but that doesn't mean that there isn't racism. Earlier this year, four letters of the N-word and a swastika were carved into a bathroom stall. The next day, the Student Equity Club, of which I'm a member, gathered to talk about the incident. The principal was very honest with us. He explained to us how shocked he was and said that whoever committed this act of hate would be dealt with accordingly. Throughout the day, the principal held an assembly for each grade, keeping in mind the priorities of our equity group, which are to achieve and maintain equity through education and ensure a similar response to any future acts of hate in our school. 
With this act of hate in students' and educators' minds, we were all more open to having these uncomfortable conversations about racism, sexism, homophobia, and so many other real-life topics. And with the Black Lives Matter movement becoming more prominent than ever before, it was important to know that I could have these uncomfortable yet important conversations in a school setting. I sent an email about the Black Lives Matter movement with my poem to the student body and most of the faculty at my school. The email prompted conversations with several people, some of whom I didn't even know. One teacher said she's been struggling with these issues and spends time every day talking about them with her children. Another, who has a Black transgender son, said she lives in fear and wants the world to find meaningful answers and justice for everyone. Among the responses, a common thread was fear for the safety of Black family members. It was amazing to receive so many supportive responses to my email, and the conversation needs to continue. With that in mind, a woman named Jalay Knowles started a local activist organization in Austin, New York, called What About Us? I spoke with her about the organization and what she hopes it can accomplish. Jalay, thanks for joining us. Tell us how you started. My activism started with watching the video of George Floyd being murdered and kind of, I think everyone can agree that enough was enough and it should have been enough. But I think in the moment now, I work at Roosevelt Elementary School in Austin and I thought of the kids that I work with. So at that moment, I realized that I needed to do something for them and just be a part of the movement. And that's what I wanted to do. With your organization, What About Us? What are your main goals? What do you want to reach? What are your short-term and long long-term goals? Our four main key components are to educate, to listen, to advocate, and create allyship. All four can start off with short-term goals. For example, education. We are trying to find small education reform within our own community as immediate as possible, and we are making those steps. Listening. There's people out here who are willing to go to these forums and listen to what people have to say. Uh, advocate. We are providing an online platform and physical platform for people to discuss and work at ways of dismantling racism and allyship. We are forming bonds with people and and making connections. And those are all short-term. Long-term is complete education reform at a higher level to really listen in and hone in on everybody's perspectives, to really be an advocate so that we can eradicate racism and allyship, creating these bonds with people that can make a huge difference. How do you see your purpose as an activist and also a citizen of your community? My role, I believe, is just to be there for the people in my community because I'm blessed to be from a place where I grew up here and played basketball here and the support I got was unreal and it's about time that I gave it back. And Austin can set the tone and that's why I love being a part of this community because we can set an example for what other communities should do. Jalay is using her position in her community to promote equity, and she hopes that her efforts will inspire activism in other communities. I used my poem to try and express what happens to people in my community on a daily basis. We have spoken up. Now it's the responsibility of others to listen. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, for media, for the public good producer of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org. To get information about outcasting, 
make your tax-deductible donation, watch Outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to all Outcasting content. Thanks, and thanks for listening.